0: Sit in a capsule from a place long from here And I came here for one reason To attack and keep coming Not to ask, but just to give Not to want, but just to sit. Send the power of the Warrior down everyone's throat to WWF Till they become sick of it Well, you're gonna get sick of it because this freaking nature right here Is just beginning to swell And when I get big enough, brother, there ain't gonna be room for anybody else but me And all the Warriors floating through the veins And the power of the Warrior Another episode of the Genesis Gems podcast. This is episode four. We're happy to be doing this again. We've uh, we've covered Altered Beast, we've covered Road Rash, we've covered Rambo Three, and now we're going to be covering WWF Super WrestleMania. Oh yeah! So <laughs> uh, before we get any further, we're going to do some introductions here. I am, of course, Nick Stevens from the NES Podcast, and with me, as always, is I'm Rob Luther from the Retro Junkies Podcast,
1: and I am Derek Slayton from the Video Game Archaeologist and given the theme of the game i must give a shout out to Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the nature boy I, i'm from north carolina i'm from charlotte so you know it's nature boy's hometown gotta you know give a shout out
0: you can be styling and profiling brother absolutely yeah. <laughs> and you, you do know he's the dirtiest player in the game
1: i wouldn't expect anything on it.
0: <laughs> so yeah we're pumped to be here again um just to do some announcements the sega master system encyclopedia is out I'm gonna let Derek talk a little bit more about that. I do have my copy, and Derek, it is awesome.
1: Thank you, thank you. Uh, it is a 435-page full-color book on the Sega Master System. Uh, it is for sale on my website, thevgatv.com, and on Amazon, which at the moment is running a ridiculous special. Uh, the, the normal price is $65, but it's right now $21 on Amazon. So uh, please go buy it. it. Go <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, that's a, that's a steal for the quality of that thing. Absolutely, 435 pages.
1: Yeah, 435 pages, and yeah, It's eight and a half by 11, so it's not a small book. I mean, it, it's it's like a small town's phone book.
2: Oh, and uh, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, I did find a really cool website for Sega fans. It is www.sega16. I think it's sega das-16.com i just found it this morning as a matter of fact so uh, they've got forums they've got reviews of every single sega genesis game i could think of uh they've got master system reviews um 32x reviews saturn dreamcast everything uh sega related it's
0: on that site so check it out it's a very uh, quality uh site there cool and we also want to say thank you to the retro gaming roundup they gave us a shout out in their latest podcast so a big thank you to those guys Yes, thank you very much, guys. That was really awesome to hear. And we also want to say thanks to our friend John Wedgworth for uh, writing a real cool article. It's called Fanboyism in the 16-Bit Console Wars. Uh, you can read this at Rob website. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's uh,
2: www.retrogamingtimes.com. Yeah, and I think this month he's talking about the software, the games, and the last month, I think this is part five this month, and last month I think he talked about the graphics, and the month before was the sound hardware. I mean, just, just very in-depth, very... Um, Uh, You know, just just very insightful. um, The way he explains the hardware and and how it works, he uses lots of comparisons. Check that out. It's a very interesting, ongoing uh, series of articles he's got there. Oh, and another thing I wanted to ask uh, any of the listeners out there, if anyone knows of a good site for manuals, Sega Genesis manuals, um, or you know, old Sega Pro magazine scans, or any, any PDF sites out there for these old Sega magazines, please send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com, or just send us a message on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Podcast. We really love to go back, you know, maybe read some of these old retro reviews of these classic games, you know, from the early 90s, instead of, you know, reviews that were written 20 years after the game's release. So if anyone knows of any websites that include that kind of stuff, please send us an email or a message on Facebook.
0: All right, so what we did last episode, we covered Rambo 3, and according to three of us, it was a gem. So what we're going to do now is go through the uh, few bits of feedback we did get. And I'll go ahead and start here. Uh, Stephanie McKeon said, Rambo 3 is great. Overhead shooter screens are fun. I always was amazed at how well those third-person scenes were. May not have aged well, but back in those days, those graphics were
1: hot. All right. And Felix Cruz says, it's a gem. And that, that's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> He was imitating Admiral Ackbar. I was like, it's a gem. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> All right. It says uh, Kelly J. She says, honestly, I never got to see Rambo 3, but I love Rambo for the Master System. It was basically a Rambo version of Akari Warriors. It was great. It was based on the second movie, so it's totally different from the Genesis version. You and your partner worked your way up to destroy concentration camps to free prisoners and get upgrades. Seems like there were tanks also. The only thing missing were the Akari sticks. So, although she didn't actually talk about Rambo 3 for the Genesis, she did have some pretty insightful things to say about the Master System version. So, um, I guess that's two gems and a gem for the Master System version.
1: <laughs> <laughs> two gems and an incomplete. It's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sweet.
0: And and to go into Akari Warriors, I'm assuming they're talking about the arcade port, because the NES Akari Warriors... I didn't really like that game. Did you? Yeah, because I have Akari Warriors 2 on Nintendo and it's one of the worst games I own. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. But it, this is a Genesis podcast. We need to get away from it. It's all Nick's fault. It is my fault. I just <laughs> saw that game in there and I, I think even the angry video game nerd did something on the Akari Warriors one time. So. Oh. So you know that's not That can't be good. All right, all right it's WWF Super WrestleMania
3: time and with me now the self-proclaimed million-dollar champion Ted DiBiase a man who over the years has used his money to bankroll some of the cruelest and most outrageous stunts in World Wrestling Federation history you offered a young boy a hundred dollars to bounce a basketball 15 times in a row only to kick the ball away after the 14th bounce and by not paying off Ted DiBiase You broke that little boy's heart. You paid a swimming pool attendant several hundred dollars to kick all the kids out of the pool on a sweltering hot summer day. Just so you could have that pool all to yourself. But the time that sticks in my mind most, Ted DiBiase, is the time you hired a look-alike imposter referee in an attempt to steal away the World Wrestling Federation Championship. A scheme that almost worked. Fortunately, WWF President Jack Tunney interceded, declaring your claim to the title belt to be invalid. Which leads me to wonder, Ted DiBiase, just what do you have up your sleeve tonight? Wealth is what it's all about, Oakland. It's the bottom line. And my wealth runs deeper than just dollars. Because I'm rich in ring prowess, flush with technical skill, and extremely well-off when it comes to wrestling ability. Well, you may indeed be a great wrestler, Ted DiBiase, but I can't help but think tonight you're up to something. (laughs) It's not what I'm up to, Oakland. It's what it all comes down to. And what it all comes down to is this. Money isn't everything. It's the only thing. And everyone, everyone has a price for the Million Dollar Man.
2: WWF Super WrestleMania was released for the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo Entertainment System on February 12, 1992. WWF Super WrestleMania was the first of three WWF-licensed games for the Genesis developed by Sculpted Software with WWF Royal Rumble in 1993 and WWF Raw in 1994. Super WrestleMania was published by Flying Edge, which, which was actually pretty interesting to me personally because the first Genesis game I'd ever played was published by Flying Edge, which was, um, you guys ever play, um, Roger Clemens MVP Baseball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I did a little research on Flying Edge, and apparently Flying Edge was a subsidiary of Claim Entertainment, which, um, with the sole purpose of publishing games for the Sega. And I think Acclaim had to create Flying Edge due to some contractual issues, but Flying Edge only lasted from 1992 to 1994, so that's probably why you don't see Flying Edge on a whole lot of games. The WWF Super WrestleMania was programmed by Kenneth Moore, who also programmed Robin Hood uh, Prince of Thieves for the Game Boy, uh, Daydreaming Davey for the NES, and Tecmo NBA Basketball for the Super Nintendo, along with uh, Hardball 5 for the Super Nintendo as well. The art directors for Super WrestleMania were Les Perdue, who did Roger Clemens' MVP Baseball, Super Star Wars, uh, The Simpsons' Barts' Nightmare, uh, WWF Royal Rumble, and WWF Raw. Uh, hein, or Heinrichsen, he was another art designer, or he did the artwork for Super Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, uh, NCAA Basketball for the Sega Genesis, and Lance Thornblad. Uh, He was the designer of the EverQuest games, so uh, those were the three designers for WWF Super WrestleMania. Super WrestleMania was also composed by Dean Morrell, who did a lot of the NHL uh, breakaway games. He composed for Mortal Kombat 2, as a matter of fact. WWF WrestleMania was initially met with positive reviews upon its release in February of 1992. Uh, Computer and Video Games Magazine gave it an 84, Joypad gave it a 74, Joystick Magazine gave it a 79. Mean Machines Magazine gave it an 80. Sega Pro gave it an 84. Game Fan Magazine gave it an 80. And Game Pro gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Uh, But does WWF,
0: Super WrestleMania, hold up after 21 years? We shall see. So... the gameplay is uh, pretty straightforward in WWF Super WrestleMania for the Genesis. Uh, this really kind of was the first game in the series of the wrestling WWF wrestling games uh, in the 16-bit era, like Rob mentioned. But uh, pretty simple. Your uh, B and C are, are your punch and kick buttons. Your A button is the grapple, and once you're in the grapple, you can button mash to your heart's content to either body slam, suplex. Uh, I think there's a uh, throw against the ropes and a headbutt. So, and what's neat, what's neat about the Genesis version um, is their s- signature moves, and this wasn't. Pre- in the Super Nintendo version probably because Super Nintendo was published by LG we all know that's an awful company that made video games <laughs> uh, anyways so true every wrestler had a signature move and uh, unlike some of the newer games in the series you could perform the signature move at any time uh, it was always by hitting the combination of the a and c button uh different scenarios for each wrestler and i don't know about you guys but i really didn't like playing as the guys that you had to run or throw someone against the ropes i, I was i love papa shango i love Shawn michaels i love the british bulldog because all you had to do is walk up to the guy and hit the ac button or hit the a and C button at the same time oh yeah yeah they were definitely <laughs> easier yeah yeah so that's your basic gameplay you can you know, throw guys out of the ring uh, I don't believe there are any weapons I think the uh, chairs came into play on the real rumble later on but uh you know you could get a count out you could do a three count uh, in the ring uh, but the the gameplay modes were very simple you had your exhibition one on one tag team uh, there was a survivor series which was really cool you could pick uh, I think up to 5 guys and um no, you can't pick five guys. So there's only eight guys in the game. <laughs> so it'd be, it'd be, yeah, it was, it was four on four. <laughs> four, on four exactly. It was so unfair. <laughs> yeah. Super Nintendo had like the uh, Legion of Doom or Road Warriors, whatever they're called, the Time and the Nasty Boys. Yeah, they had some tag teams in there. Yeah, I think I think the Super Nintendo they had like Earthquake and Typhoon too. I think. Yeah, okay, that, they didn't have Nasty Boys. It was the uh, natural disasters. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's some awesome characters in the Super Nintendo, but like I said, it was lacking that finishing move, which really just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. So And then there was also, going back to the modes, a championship mode, which I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I could not get through. I don't know if my controller was broken, but it seemed like the further I got through the championship mode and the harder I button mashed, it just didn't even matter. I would just get beat really fast.
2: <laughs> yeah, is it just me? As like no matter what difficulty you put on that, that was always a hard match. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Well, I, obviously you're trying to be a champion. I guess it's supposed to be that way. <laughs> Remember, um, I was Shawn Michaels. I went up against uh, Hulk Hogan. It was bad, and I tried it about three or four times, and I lost every single time. So I finally
0: cut the game off. I said, "That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be a champion." Yeah, and and you know, we'll save discussion for other podcasts for the other wrestling games. But I feel like the other two in the series were much easier. Um, you know, when you got in the grapple and could actually win a match. Oh, what'd you guys think about the music?
1: <laughs> yeah I mean the uh, I mean it just seems like the the crowd noise was just nothing like in, when you're in the matches it was just like just white noise. Oh <laughs> yeah
2: yeah I agree and, and it, it's kind of weird the way the way it was structured like anytime you kick somebody and of course they make the funniest noise when you actually kick them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah but then all of a sudden the crowd noise would like deaden. it would mute for a split second so they could get that that sampled grunt out and then the, you'd hear the crowd again so it got it got very annoying very quickly. But I did like the, how they um, individualized uh, the music for most of the rest, or for all of the wrestlers. But uh, I, I noticed that some of the you know Genesis versions of the songs were really, really bad. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah,
0: looking back retrospectively, um, hearing my favorite wrestlers' theme songs was awesome. Anyways, you know, I, I, you didn't get a lot of that in video games growing up, so. Today, yes, it's awful. But I think as a kid, when I played this, it was probably pretty awesome. Yeah, theater.
2: yeah, definitely. And there are some that sound really good to me. But uh, did you guys hear the Ultimate Warriors music? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I thought that one was terrible. I, and I, you know, I got nothing against the warrior, besides the fact that he his interviews are crazy. <laughs> And he's probably not the best wrestler, you know, in the world. But yeah, I loved his music. That was like one of the things that sold me, how he'd run out into the ring and uh, fast-paced uh, rock music. And then, he, of course, he'd shake the ropes and everything and go crazy. Well, in the Genesis version, the music's a lot slower, and it just sounds very odd to me. It just, it, you can tell, you can recognize the song, but it's a very, very slow version of the song, and uh, that was a little disappointing.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some, like, heavy metal roots in that song. I don't know what you mean. Oh, yeah. Coming from a guitar player, a lot of sweet, like, palm muting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say I didn't get a little excited when I heard the uh, Shawn Michaels theme song. That's right. I'm not your boy toy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Shawn
2: Michaels uh, theme song was really good. Uh, Randy Savage theme song. It, it, to me, his music always cracks me up anyway, so.
0: Yeah, that, that fit the personality. I
2: know, I know. But the worst by far. Did you guys hear the IRS man's music?
0: <laughs> just a typewriter. It's, is that
2: what that is? I didn't even know what that
0: was. <laughs> yeah, that's what he came out to when, back in the nineties. <laughs> like a typewriter. That was his music. His intro music. <laughs> per- I, I must not have been watching a whole lot. What's weird? I, I don't remember him being really like a, like an A-lister, like a like a main eventer kind of guy. He was. I mean, he might have fought for the Intercon- intercontinental belt or something, but I don't remember him being up there with the Ultimate Warrior. Ben- uh, the I agree.
2: I agree. Because. Uh, I don't, I don't remember him being around for very long and uh, you know he always seemed kind of like a mid-card wrestler and stuff yeah, so, yeah. so maybe that's why I don't remember seeing him a whole lot on TV but yeah when I heard that music on the Genesis I was like yeah. I thought I thought it was a glitch in the game
0: I mean the, the, the character you know he went on to be in the WCW I think his name was Mike Rotunda or something like that oh okay he, he joined the New World Order and all that stuff later on but uh you know, I always remembered him as IRS, but like yeah, like you said, he's more of a mid-card guy. So it's kind of yeah. shocking that he was on the game. <laughs> so if you had to pick a theme, at least in the game, now
2: you know, never mind, you know, your favorite wrestler or anything like that. Uh, in the game, the musical theme, who, who's got the best uh, Sega Genesis track?
1: You know, it's like none of them really stuck out to me. I mean, it's like I didn't, I didn't grow up watching wrestling, so it's pick a character and it was just like, Okay, nice little tune and so, you know, it's I didn't associate it with oh, this is the their entrance music because you could play me their entrance music and I'd be like, What's that? Yeah, and I, yeah.
0: I, I, I can't lie, when when I heard Shawn Michaels theme song I, I got up and did the half split and <laughs> with fake fireworks coming behind me. So I, I think the Shawn Michaels really, uh, really brought back some good memories. From it. And then you have like your kids holding a sparkler on each side yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah. Every time I come home from work, my son wants to wrestle. So you know I had to, that was my entrance for the, for the uh, wrestling match we had. Nick, I, I'm so proud of you, man. <laughs> I,
2: I was really torn, but I've got to go with Shawn Michaels as well. Uh, although I, I think Ted DiBiase's thing was really good. Uh, at least for the, you know, the Sega Genesis version of it was really good. So uh, I was I was actually overall pretty impressed with the music. You know, there, there were a couple adaptations that weren't exactly, you know, the greatest. But that's, a, like you said, you know, during that time, that was pretty neat to see individualized or pretty neat to hear individualized um, uh, music. Yeah, um, another thing, I, I do like the fact that, you know, you have your one-on-one modes, you got your tag teams, you got your Survivor Series and, you know, your your championship match. Um, I love how the in the Survivor Series. I love how sad the wrestlers look when they uh, when they get eliminated. <laughs> oh gosh, that's like, and that's like the slowest exit ever.
1: They have to have the walk of shame,
2: and, and and they walk out and it looks like they're walking into the crowd. Like they're
0: not walking out the same entrance. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, where are they going? <laughs>
1: well, I think the bar's in that direction. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and um, as far as uh, animations go, they're kind of high and low in that. I was. Yeah. I, was, I was playing as the British Bulldog a lot. Like I said, I, I really enjoyed that. I was lazy. I, c- I could just go up and hit A and C. He would do his power slam and just go right into a pin. So that was kind of like the ultimate lazy as a man finishing move. But um, <laughs> I was real impressed the way when he would punch or kick, like the way his little braids would kind of flow. I was real impressed with that being 16. <laughs> and, then, and a lot of the guys, you know, their long hair would kind of flow like that. But uh, as far as the animations is not being very good... When you would throw someone outside the the ring, it was like they would, like freeze and just kind of like free fall and it, was like, it was like the animation of them laying on the floor was also them floating down to the floor so it, it was a little bit glitchy i thought but uh, it, was, it was kind of weird they, they put so much work into the hair flowing something real small but they can't you know do a good job when you're getting thrown out the ring <laughs> yeah yeah, so, uh, you know now that you mentioned that some of the finishers they look very very odd
2: like uh, i remember um hulk hogan's finisher he does a double <laughs> he does like a double leg drop but it's the way he drops on the guy. It it, it it takes him forever to land on the guy. It's there's like a delay <laughs> or something. It's like he floats in the air for a split second before he actually falls down on the guy. So I
0: was like, yeah, it, it, you're right. A lot of the finishing moves didn't really look great. Bulldog always did that running power slam. It was more like a body slam where he just fell on the guy and pissed. Yeah, him. yeah, and that's and that was very similar to the
2: Ultimate Warrior's finisher too. Like he just flat out just runs into the guy and knocks him over <laughs> the million dollar man's his move I think was a sleeper right was it yeah, a mi- million, dollar the million dollar dream dollar
0: dream yeah
2: the IRS I remember he he does the same thing as uh, British Bulldog and um, the ultimate warrior he just runs into the guy Shawn Michaels uh, it's a side suplex yeah it was kind of like I just thought it was a standard suplex I must not have yeah. been looking uh, very it, it, well it, it
0: Pretty much was, except for it was a little bit delayed. And I think one of his feet kind of hung up in the air. <laughs> oh, okay,
2: okay. Well, that makes it slightly yeah. better because I think somebody else also had like a standard suplex. Uh, Randy Savage, he has like the—he's supposed to have like a flying elbow, right? That's his finisher, right? Yeah, but it looks like um in the game it looks like the double like a flying double axe handle. It, yeah, it does. It's, it's like he's almost going like face, you know? Yeah, face first. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was very strange, but uh, yeah. but I got to give Sega Genesis credit in. At least trying to incorporate the finishers, you know, yeah. even if they weren't really spot on with what was happening in, you know, the WWF, at least they were trying. And, you know, that's way better than, I guess, what the superintendent was, was offering, at least in that in that sense.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's like as as you guys were going in depth with working out the finishing moves and weakening them and just, just pulling off all this stuff... I went the uh, the simple route and just pretty much every single one of my matches just devolved into a slap fight. <laughs> so it was just. It was just, like, walk up to them, like, smack them a few times, kick them while they're down as soon as they get back up, punch them a few more times. Because, yeah, I've always had trouble with the wrestling games and fighting games and, like, trying to pull off the timed moves. It's just something I've never been able to do. So when I get to wrestling games, it's just, like, I'm going to smash the button until somebody gets hurt. It was a great strategy because I did the Survivor Series and I didn't even get to my third guy. I mean, I just, like, just... (laughs) Man threw them. It's yeah. kind of kept like going back and forth from like Ted DiBiase and the uh, and the Ultimate Warrior. And, and, and one thing I do want to say, it's like with, in terms of the graphics, and I don't know who did this, but I, I, I thank them from the bottom of my heart. Whoever designed Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man's headshot, <laughs> did just. Bravo! <laughs> slow God, clap. God, that is the greatest thing I have ever seen. I mean, it's like he's got the crazy eyes and he is just so excited as uh,
2: yeah, I I saw that uh, I saw that on our Facebook page where you put that up and I I about lost it. I was drinking coffee. I about it spewed it everywhere, but oh man.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that was the first thing I saw. I, was like, I have to pick this character. I mean, this is
2: <laughs> He's the greatest character ever. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> There, there was one thing that I noticed is speaking of the, uh, I think it was a Million Dollar Man. Another nice touch in the game is how you know they have the Fink actually introducing everybody, you know, as they come up to the ring, where they're from, how much they weigh, and everything. Oh, and by the way, can you guys, before I even talk about the Million Dollar Man, can you guys guess which two were from parts unknown?
0: Papa Shango and Ultimate Warrior. You nailed it. That's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they lived together. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but for some reason, they don't mention where Ted DiBiase is from. Huh. He's the only one out of all of them. You know, you've got uh, Shawn Michaels from Texas. Um, Hogan's Venice Beach, Florida. Uh, Savage from Sarasota. Um, Shango's from Parts Unknown. IRS, obviously, is from Washington, D.C. Yeah, but Ted DiBiase, for some reason, he just doesn't have a home.
0: Yeah, M- money doesn't have a home. <laughs> and, and to go back to what Derek was saying about even how we were diving into wrestling. Wrestling was a huge part of my childhood, and the, the finishing moves on this, where they were disappointing, I I was a big fan of having the toys, and I would stage these big matches. I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm showing my my dorkness here, but I I would, I would you know all my toys were champions, and I had staged my matches. So having a video game kind of let me down on the signature move thing was was a little bit heart you know disheartening as a kid. So and then and, you know and I, that's what I was saying having the toys and then watching them i I could i could stage what they would almost do in real life and uh you know Shawn michaels didn't have sweet chin music which was just upsetting you know he did that awesome kick where he'd stomp at the turnbuckle and why would he do a suplex i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i know i I know i don't know just just some childhood memories there
2: (laughs) well let me ask you this uh derek were you a huge wrestling fan growing up
1: i was not uh i mean the the neighborhood i grew up in i mean the uh, a couple of the kids in the neighborhood would watch watch it, but I was more interested in playing the original Nintendo. And I, I was vaguely aware of it; like I knew who the Rock and Roll Express was and oh, you know, nice. the Road Warriors. And yeah, I'm really showing my age here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, you know, dusty roads and oh
2: yeah, that be the yeah. American dream. Yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> son of a plumber,
0: <laughs> yeah. a father of gold. Dust. That's
2: right. <laughs> That's what he's better known as, right? (laughs) Of course, as a kid, I loved Hogan for the longest time. And I remember there was one match where, I don't know, Yokozuna had done something to Hogan. And I thought Hogan was seriously hurt. You know, I I thought it was all real when I was a, you know, five, six year old kid. Uh, But then, uh, you know, I I guess the first. Wrestling game I had gotten was WrestleMania for the Nintendo, but uh, yeah, I, I remember playing that all the time with my friends and stuff. And then, uh, you know, I, I guess I, I don't know if I ever had this game as a kid, but I did have uh, the Royal Rumble, the Genesis version of Royal Rumble, which was awesome because yeah, yeah. My, my favorite wrestler of all time was on that one. Uh, that would be the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be—the
0: excellence of execution. That is exactly right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I, I think overall, just you know, just playing this game, it kind of revived a lot of that, those old childhood memories that I had uh, uh, watching all the, the wrestling pay-per-views over my my friend's house and stuff. So uh, it it was nice to relive some of that. The commentators, I thought that was pretty nice. It looks like at least the guy on the left-hand side, I think that's supposed to be Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, yeah, yep. But the guy on the right, I don't think that's Gorilla Monsoon, which is a shame because he those those two are my favorite commentators. Oh, yeah, they
1: were yeah. great. And I'm sorry, Gor- Gorilla Monsoon? Is that going to be the, the sequel to Sharknado? That's, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Please, please make that happen.
0: That was a pretty straightforward game. Yeah. You had your match types. And- yeah, yeah, it
2: really was. And I did. I, I will say this, I did like the fact that you could get out of the ring. Like, you could actually do stuff outside the ring. Yeah. Uh, although, you, although it was very limited what you could actually do, you know, it, it, at least you could throw a guy out the ring and then you get on the top turnbuckle and you could jump off and hit him. And like you said,
0: it's a very awkward looking fall, but, you know,
2: yeah, it yeah. still looks pretty cool. Um, so I,
0: I thought that was a nice touch. All right, so do we want to get into, is this the gym or not? Sure. Let's do it. Sure.
1: Well, you know, it's like I, I didn't have the, the life experiences that you two did with growing up with wrestling and growing up with this game. And so not only do I not have the memories of it, it's I don't even have the context to truly appreciate this. So what I'm left with is essentially a somewhat elaborate slap fight simulator. <laughs> and, I mean, in that regards, it delivered. <laughs> But um, <laughs> as far as a game, when, I, you know, if I'm sitting there thinking, uh, what do I want to play today? Th- this one just isn't going to probably ever uh, co- ever come up again. So um, I'm going to have to give it the thumbs down, not a gem, or whatever we're deciding the catchphrase is for that.
0: We've got nothing still. <laughs> GenesisGemsPodcast.com or <laughs> Facebook.com slash GenesisGemsPodcast. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go next. Um, you know, If this were the only wrestling game on 16-bit consoles, I, I think it would have a better place in my heart. Um, I do respect the game that it gave World Rumble and uh, WWF Raw a, a good starting point with, to, to perfect the problems and some of the issues I had with the game. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say not a gem just because I don't think I'll ever play this again. So, and I, you know, having the other two games, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I'm sure we're going to cover those games eventually. <laughs> um, I will always pop those games in and play them and have have a better time than I would with uh, with Super WrestleMania. So, I'm gonna have to say my first not a gem is WWF Super WrestleMania.
2: Wow, yeah, and you know what, I I gotta agree with you guys. I um I think it's a game that tries very hard to kind of recreate or just to create a or video game version of the WWF. Uh, they've got the Fink in there. They've got the customized music. They've got uh, some of the signature moves for, from the you know famous wrestlers of the, the early 90s. But it just seems like it's not quite there yet. Uh, like like you said, Nick, Royal Rumble and Raw, they, they add a lot more things. It's a lot more refined. The controls aren't as stiff. I think it's a game that tries. It's not a bad game. But it's just nothing truly great and I don't think the truly great games come to a little bit later so I'm gonna have to agree that um, WWF Super WrestleMania is not a gem
0: oh wow look at us we're all yeah. negative Yeah, <laughs> uh, I hate being negative but we said the good things you know it, it definitely holds a spot in my, uh, my childhood and my heart but uh, it's definitely not one I would consider the elite of second <laughs> just... right absolutely
1: and that's scary we've actually agreed three out of four times
0: wow I know I know <laughs> You may be onto something here. You had to ruin it, Derek, with Road (laughs) Rash. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to hold that against you for a long time, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right.
2: So, hey, hey, Nick, what's uh, next week's game going to be, man? I have no clue. What's it going to be?
0: So thank you guys once again for uh, listening to Genesis Gems. Uh, we want to encourage each and every one of you to stay connected with us, and there's multiple ways to do that. You can email us at genesisgempodcast at gmail.com You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgempodcast or you can check out our new website It's uh, hosted by The Retro Junkies It's www.theretrojunkies.com We'll have all of our discussions on those forums uh, and on the, on the website and on Facebook So Please let us know if you think WWF Super WrestleMania was a gem we didn't think it was but we'd love to hear your take on that we think we're wrong let us know we're wrong we'll, we'll talk about it on our next show so. with that guys got anything else uh, we're good I, I'm good as well so with that again I'm Nick the Frontier, and we'd like to wish you a good night and good game